Here we go. Goodbye, Nathaniel. It's been fun, but it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, Nathaniel. It's been fun, but now it's time to die. Oh! <laughs> Welcome once again to Pandora's Box. Thanks for being with us today. Pandora's Box. Being with us in any kind of way that oh, you feel yeah. like. Just nice to have you here. Just nice to have you here with us. Over here with Drew. What's up, what's up? There I am. <laughs> Over here with Bullwinkle. What's up, what's up? <laughs> Over here with me. What's, what's up, what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and over here with you. What's up, what's up? <laughs> you are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Wake Radio. Probably, maybe, mm. potentially. Mm. You might also be listening to us on YouTube or Spotify. Whichever way you're Ooh. listening to us, um, appreciate it if you give us a like and a subscribe. Yeah, and a hug. And a hug and a share and that, all maybe that good stuff. Well. I never say that. Do you know what I mean? I never say that sort of thing, but then like all the other people out there say it. Mm. So I thought I, mm. I'll say it because like sometimes don't forget to smash that like button and yeah. hit, so hit the subscribe, <laughs> ring the little bell, notifications on, ding 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 ding, <laughs> ring the little bell, I give us a little like. Yeah, you, know they, you can see when people do videos, they've got it down. They've yeah. got that little yeah. script, that little how script. They do it. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back to the channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah please don't forget to like and subscribe and yeah. share. If you like this content, please don't forget. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, in all seriousness, though, yeah, we would just appreciate it. You yeah, know, just, just hit just that get our name button. You know. That like button. Oh yeah. Mm. If you believe it in the box. I I actually thought it doesn't really work when people say that as well. Mm. But then like I've mm. noticed myself. Yes, a couple me too. of times. Mm. Me too. Doing it recently where I do it and then they <laughs> say it and I just do it. I'm like yeah I like yeah. this guy. I'm yeah, but like it's, yeah, but it's the thing. If you like him, then it's like it's because it's not like you're not liking because you you don't want to like it, but it's because you just don't think of it. Mm. You're just listening mm. to it. But yeah, like, actually, yeah. if it's you get a little reminder, if it's helping them like, out, it doesn't really. It's not that hard actually. No. To just quickly give mm. it a like. Yeah, so we would appreciate it. Thanks very much. We love you, all of you. Yeah. Um, that what played us in today was the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom mm. track. Have you guys watched Indiana Jones movies? Years ago. Have you little seen them? Bits of them. Man, bit. I played the Lego game. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't. That's not the same thing, but Winkle. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. If you go, <laughs> if you go to primary school. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I probably was in primary school at the time, to be fair. Mm. But, right, you two both have to watch the pan- Especially the first two are so good. No, sorry, um, the, the first Crystal Skull three. one. I've yeah, seen. that's the that's worst that, one. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the worst one, yeah. yeah. The, the first one and the third one are so good. What's the one when he gets chased by the boulder? Is that Temple of Doom? Uh, I think that's the first one. Uh, I'm right. not. It might be the Temple of Doom. It might be. It might be the beginning of Temple of Doom. Right. When he's like in some. Yeah, I think it's like some little Aztec temple or something. Yeah, and I remember the things firing out the wall like mm. little. Yeah, but honestly, the first one. Um, the Lost Ark and also the third one, the Holy Grail. Oh, so nice. The Temple of Doom is pretty good. Is good as well. Cool, mm. but short round. Hey, mm. Indy, Indy. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's just great movies. I think the sort of movies that anybody would would like. You yeah. Know? 
Um, so if you listen out there and you haven't watched Indiana Jones movies, honestly, do yourselves a favour, watch them. They are some of the mm. best movies of all times. And it's like it's not like a specific genre, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like you, I think you could be anybody. And you, preach, you could be a, a six, six, six year old, a six, 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 six year old, that's a demonic girl, mm. a demonic six year old girl, mm-hmm. or you could be like a 50 year old librarian male, mm. or you could be like a 25 year old rock star, and all three people would enjoy that track. Nice. Oh, track? Movies. So, yeah, guys, how's it going? Pretty you good. You guys have been to some festivals, haven't you? Yeah, mm. man. Yours one sounded a little bit poo, Drew. Yeah, I didn't enjoy my experience no. so much. No, I went to Outlook Festival in the UK this past weekend. Mm. And uh, I've heard of Outlook before. And it's normally in Croatia. And it sounds beautiful by a mm-hmm. lake. And you can swim in the river and all that stuff. This place was like in a beautiful location. It was on like a manor. It was almost like Downton Abbey kind of style manor. Mm-hmm. And, and with like a massive like lake as well. But... Um, you couldn't go anywhere near it. It was all cordoned off, and it's it's a beautiful place. But yeah, it was just a lot of DJs, a lot mm. of like, not, a lot of cool sound systems. To be fair, like I did really enjoy some of the sound systems, like the bass bins and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just not. I'm, I'm a more live music kind of person. Yeah, you know? man. Like definitely. Yeah, and it was a bit of a drug fest as well, so I wasn't yeah. so much mm. into that. Mm. Those gurners. I've uh, I've got a bit of a story for you guys. Tell us. Uh, this week could be very different. I could not be here. <gasps> you almost died. I almost died. Did I've you? got a story for you. I've got a story for you, ladies and gents. Oh no! Uh, but I'll break it. I'll break it down right from the start. So, so we go over to London. Uh, I go over to Wireless Festival with my friend and my friend's girlfriend, who is also my friend. I thought like mm. I should say that. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, a lot of fun. A <laughs> 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 uh, lot of fun. We go. We we're staying in this place in Croydon, which right. is like South London. Yep. So like quite quite far south, I'd say. Geezers. Um, mm-hmm. and the first night I got I got very drunk, mm-hmm. very drunk as it went. I think so. I, I had some rum before, got there, and then I, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna down five ciders. Right. So I down five ciders, and it kind of went downhill from then. Right. Um, and I've only got flashes in my memory from this night. Only got flashes. One uh, of those. The first being on a train. Um, actually, well, I feel like I should say this. So I'm I'm with my friends, um, and I, one of them, I think, my friend gives his phone to his girlfriend, right? Right, and I go, you know what? Here's my phone, right? Not for any smart reason, <laughs> just just hand over my phone. Um, so I'm I'm just left with my wallet on me, no phone, no mm-hmm. way of contacting people, right? So that'll be important in the story. Um, I think I lose them during the headline act, right? And right. I go, oh, where's my friends? So I must have left early uh, mm. to go find them. And um, I end up on a train, the complete wrong direction, out no. of London. Um, I have only flashes in my memory. So the first flash <laughs> in my memory, I was on a train and I threw up on the train. And then I think it went black for about two hours. And then <laughs> some taxi driver was trying to fight me in the middle of London or something. Uh, I don't know why. I think I was trying to explain to him that I had to get home. I was like, Croydon, Croydon, how do I get back to Croydon? And he was going, you're messing around with me? And I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. And I'd be like, no, no, no. But obviously, I could barely speak at this point as well. <laughs> like I was um, like, you messing with me? I've got, you messing like, with me, boy? Don't forget, you like messing I say, with me, Croydon? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Croydon. 
<laughs> don't forget. So I've got, I've wrong got guy, no Corian. phone as well, right? So yeah. I'm just wandering the streets at this point, like, trying to figure like out where Prague I am. Yeah, I'm... yeah, man. Yeah, it does. And bit, doesn't it? out of the out of the complete chance of finding a good Samaritan who brought me back to his home at two in the morning after no. he found me just wandering around. You like, are kidding me. No, brought me back to his home. What? Uh, he put on a tiny desk concert and I was just sat there chatting with him. <laughs> and then he booked me an Uber. I was four and a half hours what from my nice hotel. Guy. You were four and a half hours from four the hotel? Four and a half hour walk from my hotel. Oh, walk? Yeah, so I was, oh. I, it was about an hour drive yeah. from my hotel. And I, yeah. And somehow I managed to get back to my hotel Books, got got home. My friends already given my phone to the actual people at the till, so I arrived there like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, oh give me my, my phone. Lord. I managed to pay pay check in and everything for my hotel, and I was fine. But that's my story. From man, from what time did you get to the hotel? My first festival. Uh, I reckon it was about two in the morning. Probably. Oh, so not too bad. No, no, no. But if if I hadn't found that guy, God knows where I would be. Do now. you know what his name was? Yes. Uh, let me find Give out. Give him a little shout let out. Let me find out. Because this man saved my life. Yeah, but you'd still just be wandering the streets of, mm. of, of exactly. Croydon. That oh, no, not my, even um, Croydon. You were trying to get back to yeah, Croydon. I'd, yeah, I'd be up in Birmingham or something by now. Yeah, God yeah. knows. Um, Ziad was his name. Ziad. Ziad. So, Ziad. Ziad, you are a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Well, we love you. Yeah, you well, done on, well done on saving Bullwinkle's oh, life. Mm-hmm. What a good Samaritan. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're a good man. like it. You're a good man. But yeah, that was my that was my first night at my first festival. Uh, the other two days weren't as eventful. We just kind of went. Uh, I didn't get as drunk, and I just sort of enjoyed the time with my friends. Nice. Dance so ch- chilled out a little bit snacks. after that. Yeah, it was still a lot of fun, but um, yeah, mm. re- really fun time. To be fair. So nice you were staying in a hotel at the festival. It wasn't like camping. No, and stuff. no. Mm. So yeah, it was the sort of festival where there was no camping, so it all closed at about ten. Okay. And they just oh. sort of kick you out of ten, and everyone just sort of pretty much everyone was staying in Croydon. Because right. I got to Croydon, the streets were just like roaming with people going back to the hotel and everything. Mm. So we met a few people from like around here, met a few people up from Scotland and stuff. It was quite cool. But That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Sounds like a nice a gay old time. Mm. Sounds like a gay old time. Nice. Should we spit out some fun. spit out some quick fire facts? <gasps> oh yeah. Quick fire facts. Fire I miss those facts. quick fire facts, man. Yeah, man. We can. Yeah, a couple now. Yeah. Couple later. Ah, uh, spreading them out. Did you guys know that in 1971, Fleetwood Mac had to cancel a sold-out show booked at the Whiskey A Go Go, which was really famous because that's where mm. like, the Ramones and stuff used to sort of made I their think, name. Is that in Hollywood? Mm, I want to say it's East Coast America. Yeah, Do you know, know, Drew? I, I want to say it's more East Coast, before, like almost like New York or mm. like somewhere like New York or Washington, mm. something uh, like that. Right. Anyway, um, when yeah, so they. They had to cancel a sold-out show at the Whiskey A Go-Go when their guitarist, Jeremy Spencer, simply vanished into thin air. This is the in, uh, um, original incarnation of Fleetwood Mac. So this is back when like Peter Green was the lead singer and they were like rocky blues band. Mm. Yeah, so their guitarist, Jeremy Spencer, simply vanished into thin air. He was eventually found with all of his hair cut off <laughs> and dressed in shabby clothes. They found out afterwards that he had left to join a cult called the Children of God, which was a crazy freaking <laughs> cult in America where you have to wear all these weird robes and shave your hair to enter him, and he just like left, and there were just loads of weird like drug-fueled orgies going on in this weird cult and that. And what? he just didn't tell anybody. He was just there one minute, and then he just left. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That's that is crazy. proper crazy, I it? did find that as well. It is in Hollywood. Uh, oh, I is it? That, yeah, oh, I, I do apologize. The reason I knew is because we, right, we went oh, there. God. We went there when I went to, really? went to LA, but it was closed. But... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. nice, nice one, Bullwinkle. Anyway. <laughs> nice one, dude. 
Um, this is quite like a funny one. Former Prime Minister of Australia, Bob Hawke, good eye, mate, had a serious accident at the age of 17. This near-death experience, a bit like Bullwinkles, acted as his catharsis, driving him to make the most of his talents and not let his abilities go to waste. After serving his term as Prime Minister of Australia, he went on to accomplish what he considers the, the best accomplishment of his life, which is setting a Guinness World Record for um, drinking 1.4 litres of beer in just 11 seconds. <laughs> oh my god. I love that that's like the thing he's most proud of. Yeah. He was like the Prime Minister of a country, but he's like, nah, down freaking 1.4 litre of beer in 11 seconds. <laughs> oh yeah. Bob Hawke, you're a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Um, there was a man called Jason Vakovwich, which who was nicknamed the Alaskan Avenger after he was convicted of using the state's sex offenders registry to track down offenders, break into their homes, and beat them to deaths with hammers. Damn. So he was like, Jesus. you know, don't go, uh, don't go offending anybody around old Jace, mm. all right? Because he will kill you with a hammer. Mm. This is quite a nice one. I think, you know, Dolly Parton's one of those sort of people, you know, you never really hear anything bad about Dolly Parton. In 1990, the high school dropout rate in Sevierville, Dolly Parton's hometown, was over 30%. So in 1991, she launched the Buddy Program, offering 7th and 8th graders $500 if they graduated. This incentive caused the dropout rate for those classes to go all the way down to 6% and the city has generally retained that average to this day. Whoa, nice so, one, Dolly. Due to, mm. yeah, Dolly put on, you know, offering that $500 just for 7th and 8th graders, it's gone from 30% dropout rate all the way down to 6th. And maintain talks, baby. Incentive. Incentive mm. is so important in life mm-hmm. in everything mm. you do. You know, if you, you can't just expect people to do stuff for no ex- incentive, mm. you know. There's a fungus called Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Um, which we commonly call the zombie fungus, that controls ants by infecting them. But it doesn't control ants by infecting their brains. Um, it actually controls them um, by destroying their motor neurons and connecting directly to the muscles that control them. So the ants actually have full knowledge of what's going on in their brain, but they basically become prisoners inside their own body. How dark is that? So That's they're like, horrifying. can you imagine if like your body was just doing loads of stuff you didn't want it to do, and you were just like locked in your brain? Just so like, like the the the, oh the, the like fungus is controlling what the body's doing. It's yeah, just it, like, it basically yeah, just, just go it, for a ride. It destroys baby. the motor neurons and essentially takes over the almost like the the nervous system, I guess. So it has contr- complete function it's of the body, crazy. but like the ant's brain is still completely the ant's brain, mm. which it's I like just thought was quite creepy. Of, um, that's like mm. an episode of Black Mirror, isn't it? Is it? I don't well, know. Well, like every episode in Black Mirror, they end up getting like controlled oh, by, right, yeah, by something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Terrifying. This is quite like a nice one. This is like another another nice celebrity thing. Mm. George Clooney once gave 14 of his closest friends $1 million each in cash and even paid the taxes on it just for, on one condition. Um, that they all had to take it or none of them would get it because he wanted to make sure that all of his friends would be sorted for the rest of their mm. days. And he didn't want anybody to be like, oh, no, 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 we can't take that. So mm. he, th- he knew that if he, mm. he put in that little thing, then everyone would take it. Isn't that nice? Mm. That's sound, isn't it? That's nice really nice to George. George Clooney, isn't it? I mm. guess, you know, if you've got like 80 mil in the bank, You're like, you yeah. can't spend all that in one lifetime. Well, mm. maybe you could, but only if you were like ridiculous. Mm. And yeah. if you were like Mike Tyson. and mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some of the, you know, buying like Mike, 
albino tigers and stuff. Mm. I always like the story of Adam Sandler and his friends. Have you heard about this? No. Because his, you know, like the the place that he makes movies, what's it called? Like Happy Madison Pictures know, or something man. like that. All of his movies come from. But um, it's his own production company. All right. But what he does is he's hired every single one of his friends mm. and like each movie, he'll just give one of his friends like a pretty much a leading role like or not a leading role but a supporting role with him right so like his his cast will all just be like his mates mm. in all oh, his cool. movies mm. he just pays them like loads for it and stuff oh wow it's pretty awesome that is pretty cool that's pretty cool this is a pretty bit of a nuts one but it's actually like i'm not too surprised once i like heard of it um obviously we all know the company samsung i mean i've got a samsung phone right here mm-hmm. i've got a samsung television at home mm. um did you know that relative to pretty much everything else in south korea Samsung is such a South, Samsung is a South Korean brand. Um, it's such a massive company that it accounts for fifteen percent of the entire of South Korea's econo- economy. Um, and South Koreans often live in Samsung-owned apartment buildings, can get treatment from Samsung-owned medical centers, go to Samsung universities, and even end up at a Samsung funeral parlor when they die. That's how massive Samsung That's is in crazy. South Korea. It pretty much just like owns like half yeah. South Korea. Because South Korea is what's quite small, isn't it? Uh, yeah, relatively. Like relatively. Relatively, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool if they could end up owning pretty much like over fifty percent, and mm. then pretty much just own the country. They <laughs> say that like Samsung phones and that aren't as corrupt as iPhones, aren't they? Mm. Well, you know, just in terms of the fact that like they don't monitor quite as much information as mm. say like Apple phones do. Because mm. most people are, like I think. I see. I'm not really that bothered. I guess it's like at the end of the day, it's probably not much in it. But I think, like you know, a lot of people I think consider that like iPhones are actually technically the best. They might technically be the best, but they are also like yeah, they're the ones that are most shady with information. Mm. Apparently, literally like anything you do on like an iPhone could be like recorded mm. at any time. Get in the back door. Yeah. Whereas apparently, it's like it is a bit like that with like Samsung phones and other phones, but just not as much, not mm. as bad. Mm. You know, it's just a bit creepy, isn't it? That we all wanted that much. Mm. Digital age. When his eight years as president of the United States ended on January the twentieth, nineteen fifty-three, Harry Truman, who was the president that took over after, um, oh, um, I'm having a brain fart now. The guy that was um, in the wheelchair during the Second World War. Um, He's one of the considered one of the best um, presidents in American history. Not Roosevelt. Yes, President Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. That's it. Yep. So Harry Truman took over after him. Um, yeah, when he ended his presidential reign, he took the train home to Independence, Missouri, and just mingled casually with other passengers along the way. He had no Secret Service protection and lived the rest of his days out humbly on just his army pension and nothing more, and accepted <laughs> no more from the state because he just wanted to serve oh. the country and never just a normal guy. But I love the idea that he literally served his last day and then just left. No more Secret Service, no like limos or anything, just left, caught mm-hmm. the train, and just caught the train home like a normal guy, just chatted to people on the train, and then just lived the rest of his days out with his military pension. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool, isn't it? That's how it should be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it should be, you know? At the end yeah. of the day, you're a public servant, aren't you? You know, you're a public servant if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in work for government and stuff. This is quite um, this is quite a cool one. Just like quite like a funny one. You can see, obviously, how it would, how it would work. There's a Kiwi man named Nigel Richards who memorised every word in the French dictionary hmm. to go on to become the French Scrabble champion of the world. 
but he doesn't speak any French. <laughs> so he's memorised every single French word in his head, but he doesn't know how to speak it. Doesn't know what any of them mean. Mm. He doesn't know what any of the words mean. He just memorises it. Because oh, to play Scrabble, you wouldn't what... need to know what it means. Yeah, yeah, you would just course. need to have your letters and be like, oh, I can make a fat word. Just out of these this. collections yeah. of words. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty cool. <laughs> this is quite like a funny one as well. There's a man called Donny Dunnigan who is a retired United States Marine Corps drill instructor. An old Donny boy managed to keep a secret throughout his entire life. This was that he was secretly the voice actor for Bambi in the Disney movie Bambi. So, but he did, wanted to keep it a secret because obviously, yeah, he was a he was a freaking United States Marine Corps drill instructor, which is like one of the most masculine <laughs> oh jobs you can have. God. But literally, so he didn't want the world to know that he was responsible for like being like, "Here's my mom." <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder how the hell he landed that job, man. Yeah, that's Random, crazy. Yeah. I guess maybe I don't know. Did he like go and audition for it, and he just won it or something? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. There's an octopus called Otto that caused an aquarium power outage by climbing to the edge of his tank and shooting a jet of water at a bright light that was annoying him. He was also seen juggling hermit crabs, throwing rocks at the glass, and rearranging his tank surroundings during his like time in the aquarium. <laughs> Octopuses are so cool, man, yeah. aren't they? They yeah. are so cool. They're so like badass. So intelligent. This one's quite a good one. Do you know that 80% of toilets in Hong Kong City are flushed with seawater rather than fresh water in order to conserve the city's scarce water resources? Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't really know why you wouldn't do that more. Why mm. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I don't yeah. really like the thought that like your water that's gone through all the drainage and then it's just like recycled back round mm. natural and could become... Yeah. Like, drinking water like it's not very nice really is it i just think you know because you know salt's a very purifying thing anyway yeah. isn't it that's why salt i guess i would suck water like the sea is so clean and everything regardless mm. of the fact that there's like so many animals just going to the toilet in it all the time mm. and like dead mm. animals in it and mm. that but you'd think it would almost like make more sense for that reason as well mm. do you know what yeah. I mean? like clear, clearing away yeah, yeah, waste yeah, yeah. products mm. and almost like we'd like clean out your toilet from inside and that i can yeah, imagine yeah, yeah definitely so, like, one of the best things they use don't they it's like an old-fashioned thing to clean but it's still really tried and true is Salt. You know, would if you get it, like a stain or something, you know, you rub salt into it, don't you? Uh, okay. water would it rust? Am I right in saying like salt water rusts metal quite a lot? I well, guess. I know that water rusts. I don't know if salt water rusts worse than fresh water. Right. Look right. it up. So, does salt water rust worse than fresh water? Because I literally do not know the answer of that, young man. While you're looking that up, I'm going to say another quick fire fact. Mm -hmm. Did you know that tigers have been shown to have the ability? To take vengeance, they will remember people that have wronged them, and then try and then actively try and take vengeance upon them. Fair enough. So, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Mm. What have you got to do to wrong one? Well, I guess if you're like cruel to one, if you got one in captivity and you like throw mm. stuff at it, or you like mistreat, or you're just like unpleasant in general, it'll almost like remember that. And then if it ever gets a chance to murk you. To kill you, it will, yeah. I guess. It's not something you want having having as your enemy, is it? <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't ever want to just randomly be unpleasant to a tiger, really. Mm. I'd just be like, man, that's a cool beast. You know, that's a cool beast. Uh, salt, or more specifically, salt solution, can mm. speed up the rusting process. Oh, it can. Uh, mainly because it acts as an electrolyte. Basically, yeah. Wow. Speed uh, rusts a little bit quicker. I think this is like a cool fact. It's just like 
See, I like. I remember the. I remember the sort of days, Drew, when you'd have to like buy like a. I remember having like a friend in primary school that had like a magazine, say, with like games cheats in. Mm. My friend, I had ben, a friend called Ben <laughs> Kellaway, who had like an like a little. Uh, who would buy always like he was more into his computer games than me, and he would like buy like a Nintendo magazine or something like that, and then it would have like like cheat codes in and stuff. But um, before the internet, Nintendo had what they called games counselors who were employee that was a specific job employed by nintendo and their sole job was to be on the other end of telephones so that you could people could call them up if they were stuck in a game and physically couldn't progress in the game so you would ring up the nintendo game counselor and the game counselor on the other end of the phone would talk you through how to get through that level I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. I can remember like being like a little kid though. Yeah, like before the incident, I remember just being stuck on levels for like freaking ages. Yeah, man. yeah. It was like really frustrating. But nowadays, you would just literally Google, "How do Play I do through. this?" Yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then it would just, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, everything seems simple when you know it, doesn't it? This is quite a cool one. When Germany surrendered at the end of World War Two, huge celebrations broke out on the streets of London. Princess Elizabeth, now obviously Queen Elizabeth II, and her sister secretly left Buckingham Palace to join the crowd outside. They spent the whole night partying with just regular members of the public, and to this day, Queen Elizabeth says describes it as one of the most memorable nights of her life. Oh, oh nice. That's nice. That must have been mental for her. Imagine growing yeah. up literally as that, like, you know, with all these palaces with, like, guards, and you know, like, the... Um, Oh, you know, what are they called? You know, with the big hats mm. and everything. Yeah. What are they called? Red coats. Uh, no, not red yeah, coats. Yeah, well, they sort of yeah, are red yeah, coats, but, you know, yeah. they've got a name, haven't they? Like, it's like Royal Guard. Not Royal Beef Eaters. Royal Brig- Brig- Brigadiers, no. They've got, like, no. the big hats, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Anyway, they're like the palace guards, anyway. Like, you think you've got them, like, protecting you 24-7 and everything like that, and then the next thing you know, you're just full-on partying with just, like, somebody that, like, works down at, like, a factory or something. It must mm. be so refreshing. Yeah. Like, that must have been such a refreshing day to mm. actually feel a bit normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Oh, definitely. I've got one more and then we'll, we'll listen to a track. Um, this is a really cool one, though. Um, in 1724, Margaret Dixon was hanged, but later found still alive. She was then allowed to go free because under Scottish law, her punishment had been carried out. There was nothing in writing that said you had to be hanged until dead. It just said you had to be hanged. Mm. As she had technically been hanged, she was let to go. After this, the Scottish Parliament changed it into hanged until dead mm. whoa so that's quite cool so mary margaret evicted mm. it I don't know, god knows man maybe mm. she was just like so like light and thin mm. that like it wasn't enough pressure to kill her mm. or maybe she like passed out and they thought that she was she looked pretty dead and then she just barely i don't know yeah barely held on yeah mm. yeah <laughs> crazy why <laughs> Love Shout that. out to the bearable bull who did that. <laughs> yeah, man. And cheers to, for Drew to putting that on, out on our radio show. <laughs> Sorting it out for us. So, welcome back to Pandora's Box, everybody. Um, do you know a little bit about prairie dogs? Does anybody know about the prairie dog? Prairie the majestic dog. prairie dog. Prairie reminds me of a farm. Prairie mm. farm. Ah, a little dog on the prairie. Mm. <laughs> well, um, let me tell you something about the prairie dogs. Did you know that the prairie dog's language is extremely complex? It's actually mm. an animal called a prairie dog. Yes, yes. it's like I've a, got a photo a, up now. Imagine oh. like a hulking, ah, oh, like a little chipmunk. That, yeah. Like, yeah, but bigger. Yeah, they don't just. They, yeah, the language is really complex. They don't just have a call for danger, but their calls can differentiate between human, bird, dog, coyote, and specify even size and color. 
Studies found that they can communicate like this, for example. Here comes the short human in yellow. They are followed by the tall human in blue. Whoa, Jeez, that's yeah. pretty complex. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Mm. So they could be like, watch out for the short one in yellow. He looks a bit dodgy, but the tall one in blue, he looks all right. Mm. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? I think that one thing that we are finding out more and more as we learn more about um, animals is um, that they have far more complex speech mm, yeah. communication in general than, mm. than we used to think. I think we used to think that like we we talk to each other, but everything else is just like Bleh! yeah. Whereas I think as time goes on, we're finding out that that's not the case. There's actually mm. meaning behind their yeah, noises. Yeah, definitely. Did you know that a sloth's claws work in the opposite way a human hand does? If you think about our, our hand's default position, it's it's uh, open, and you have to consciously think about closing your fist, whereas a sloth's hand is completely different. Its default position is a tight, strong grip, mm. and sloths, sloths must exert effort to open their hands. That's this crazy. Is, this is an evolutionary benefit mm. um, because sloths live and sleep in trees. Yeah. So if they didn't have this evolutionary function, when they fell asleep, they would simply just fall out of a tree. <laughs> but because their default position is to be tight, they're like, all mm. night just holding yeah. on, holding on to the branches. That's, That's quite a cool. cool one. Yeah. During the Danish colonization of Greenland, missionary Hans Igede found that local Inuit people had no concept of what bread was. So when they were trying to convert them to Christianity, he changed it in their language to give us this day our daily seal. Because oh. <laughs> it would have made any sense to them. They yeah. didn't have any bread. Give so. us a stay, our daily seal. <laughs> I love that for some That's reason. Hilarious. That really That's makes so me good. laugh. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that is good. That's a good one. The man that made the Golden Gate Bridge was called Joseph Strauss. And this seems like a pretty simple idea, but I guess it just never been done before. He mandated that a net be installed under the bridge for safety while being built. This was revolutionary at the time, uh, and it went on to have a massive benefit as 19 men fell while they were constructing the Golden Gate Bridge, and if it wasn't for that net, they would have certainly fell to their death. Mm. Ironically as well, the Golden Gate Bridge is one of like the hot spots of suicide all over the world now. Yeah. Though. I was going to say, like, why don't they just keep nets? Yeah, somewhere? I was going to say, just keep the nets. They do in some places, yeah. don't they? Do they? In some, yeah, I know you get to some bridges and they'll have like nets underneath in case mm. you fall or in case anyone jumps off to protect them. That would almost be a bit sketchy. Imagine if you fell and then even if you got caught by the net. Imagine just being there, like that period before you've been rescued and you're just like, mm. oh... I guess it would get yeah. You you think that would be like so good because even if people were that like dedicated to you know feel the need to jump off, mm. you might think that in that moment where they're falling before they fall into the net, they might be like, actually, I don't really want to do this. Mm. Apparently, yeah. any any um, survivor of suicide that um, has survived <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Um, uh, has pretty much always said that instantly they regret it when they jump. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. that there's just instant, like, it's a natural, yeah. like, human thing. Like, no yeah. matter what state they were in, as soon as you think, it's yeah. like it's like this instant yeah. regret. Mm. Was it, I think mm. we were talked about one before, maybe, even about something that, like, savagely broke all their bones, but they mm. still regretted it. Yeah. They still regretted mm. it. Yeah. yeah. Lying yeah. there, like, maimed, like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, bad idea. <laughs> that was definitely a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm just still alive, but I'm mm. really effed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got to suck. 
Did you know that um, J.R.R. Tolkien originally set out to just create the Elvish language? He had no interest in writing a story. Um, but then he figured that his language needed a history and that the history needed a world. This is why he eventually led... Well, it's eventually what led him to mm. to write the Lord of the Rings. Mm, he originally just uh, originally just thought it'd be fun for him to write Elvish. That's so cool. That's, that's so cool. I remember I, I almost tagged you in something the other day, um, yeah. or I sent it to you, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, but it just reminded me of that. There was like this really like, <laughs> cool clip of just J.R.R. Tolkien, and he was like um, on an interview, and he was, and and it was um, and it was someone who was in the pub, and it was like. Ah yes, I I had often asked this question. I got asked this question by blood, and he said another author's name, and he was like, about why. Um, and he drew this out for ages, and it was about and and he was saying about the 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 eagles. He's like, why the eagles didn't fly, uh, just fly Frodo to Mordor. And I I get this question quite often, and um, I said to that man in the pub what I said to the author. And um, what I basically said to him was, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love that it was like really drawn out. And it was, and then the end, and and it was getting closer to the end of the video. I think it's going to be this massive thing. thing? He just just ends with, shut up. I think it's going to be really (laughs) profound, and then he's just, shut up. That's hilarious. Was it C.W. Lewis, by any chance, the author he was on about? Maybe, yeah. I That's the guy that wrote remember. Narnia, mm. and he was sort of like they were quite they were friends, but they almost used to have like bants. Obviously, almost. I mean, that mm. he was like the better writer and stuff like that. Mm. I can imagine it was probably C.W. Lewis. That's the guy. Do you remember I told you guys a story before about how like they used to get like wasted together like randomly and stuff like oh, that? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, they, awesome. like when they were in college together, like before they became you know distinguished gentlemen, mm. right? they used to be actually like quite like quite like almost like crazy fellas like, mm. for the day. <laughs> Like doing crazy parties and stuff. Oh, rest in peace, Tolkien. Who d- who doesn't love a bit of Tolkien? Tolkien, you are most definitely, sir, a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. And you bow to no one. <laughs> there was a man called. Well, there is a man called Casey Kassem, who was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Mm. Casey no, no, wrong Shaggy. There was me. No, you think more like Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um Casey Kasim is also a vegan and a critic of factory farming. Kasim quit Scooby Doo when in 1995 he was asked to voice Shaggy for a Burger King commercial. Um he would not agree to return for 7 years until producers and directors finally agreed to have Shaggy become a vegetarian on the show. Whoa. So they got on a different voice actor, um, and nobody liked it, and like kids and everyone complained, and the directors mm. and producers hoped that just everyone would like forget about it and everything. But everyone, I think, knows that distinctive Shaggy voice mm. in their head. Like, And yeah, this is from that guy, Casey Kassam. And they eventually were like, oh, okay, fine, we'll make him a vegetarian on the show. And then he was like, oh, I'll come back now. <laughs> mm. That's just pretty Dedicated. funny. Mm. That is pretty funny. Then isn't it? Burger King actually bought out a vegan burger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say he made them made them yeah. bring out a vegan burger. <laughs> um, the German Parliament building has a glass dome above it so that people can climb it using a spiral ramp. The dome symbolizes that the people are above the government and that the government should be transparent. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, quite That's a nice really one. Cool. Isn't it? Quite a nice one. Quite a nice one. This is a bit of a sad one. Oh, no. Cigarette bucks are environmentally toxic, yet are the most littered item in the entire world. Mm. 
There is a ro- there's a road in Rome called the Appian Way, which was built in 1312 <laughs> BC. Bless sorry, you, sir. Sorry, bless you. It was Ooh. built in 1312 BC by Appius Claudius Caesus, and it's still in use today. Nice. That's cool, isn't it? Aren't a, aren't a lot of the um, English roads based yep, the on A-roads. Roman times? Yeah, yeah, so like most of the A roads are based on like the the roads that the Romans built. But this one in the Appian Way is like literally, it's like. It's exactly the same. Oh, wow. So the RA cool. roads were like, they were roads that were made by the Romans, but mm. obviously we've like tarmacked over mm. them and stuff mm. like that, but we still use the same route. Whereas this one is like exactly the same. That's like so it's cool. been untouched. Mm. So, and it was built in, in you know, three, 312 BC. Whoa. You know? So yeah, like, what, long like time ago. 2000, 2000, like 334 years ago. Mm. And it's still just used exactly as it was Good then. Going. Hasn't even like needed maintenance. How Built cool is last. that? That's an awesome one, isn't it? That's an awesome one. Did you know that Guns N' Roses was um, wrote their most successful tracks with Child of Mine almost as like a little joke in five minutes? I think you've did you say yeah, that as before. Yeah, yeah, as a joke. Yeah. yeah, it was written in five minutes. Uh, and and the bridge of that song mm. is literally they were just messing around. And it's like, where do I go now? Yeah, where yeah, do we go yeah. now? And that was literally like, where? What do we do now? Like, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. We the song, yeah. like you know, yeah. that's so funny. That's you could, awesome. When you actually think about it, it actually almost like makes sense. But you don't question it when you listen <laughs> to the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually hilarious. Yeah, apparently, like um, Slash wrote the initial like opening. Thinking it was just like quite like a funny little thing to play, mm. and initially um, Axel Rose didn't realise that it was just like a little jokey thing. Apparently he was he was in the next room at the time, um, but could hear them all jamming out to this just little thing that Slash had made. Um, so apparently Axel Rose wrote the majority. He like felt super inspired and wrote majority of the lyrics within five, literally within five minutes. Mm. Just listening to the thing of like thinking, okay, what's going along with what they're playing right now, and then just went and jammed it. And they literally, yeah, the whole the whole song took five mm. minutes. Oh man, That's I so love good. those ones with um, yeah. with like as as well, just those flashes of inspiration. Like we mm. d- uh, recently did the Kate Bush special mm. on, on your old man's breakfast show, and your mum was in, and she was saying about one of the Kate Bush's songs, and it was this beautiful piano piece mm. uh, and and yeah it literally took her five minutes to write as well yeah. it was like this flash of inspiration and the lightning words in a bottle mm. and it's crazy with music how that can work because like literally you can do something and it will not take very long at all mm-hmm. but it could be like your best works or like or your or you know the thing that stands the test of time but it just comes out like that you know? yeah that reminds me a bit of like mgmt mm. have you ever heard this story like mgmt like obviously made like electric feel kids uh loads of other big songs they just started as like a joke. Oh, really? They mm. were literally just in college and started started as a joke, and now they're like huge, mm. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. I do. I love that they when it's like it's so rare to capture lightning in a bottle like that. I do believe in it a lot, though. I think that mm. it's like if you drag things out too much, you almost like dull the you flame. You dull mm. the flame, and then it's really hard to complete it and do justice to it. But if you like get like, moments of inspiration, that's why you need to be like right, quickly record it, quickly write it down. Mm. That was. The River by Opeth. Opeth, one of our favourite bands here on Pandora's Box. We hope mm. that you're having a good evening, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks for chilling with us this evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what time it is, don't you, everybody? <gasps> What's the time, Mr. Wolf? I've been, uh... <laughs> 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 What's time, Mr. Wolf? <laughs> I've been enjoying our, um... Genitalia facts recently. Oh, nice, I always think they're yeah. fa- I mean, there's something that we all have, 
but that we seem to know so little about. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. Although many people with a penis are relatively familiar with its antics, there's more to this appendage than meets the eye. <laughs> so, let's get into it. The first erection. Penises are born ready. And it is common for babies <laughs> kept at the what? womb with an erection. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Start as you mean to go on. Even Already. before the moment of birth, ultrasound scans sometimes show a fetus with a fully formed erection. Whoa. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's mental. Very Poking its way out of there. <laughs> <laughs> According to a study from 1991, fetal erections most commonly occur during rapid eye movement, otherwise known as REM sleep. And they can happen a number of times each hour. No one is quite sure sure why, but it might be just be the body's way of testing things out and making sure that everything is running correctly. Mm. I always think that like when you're sleeping, it's like your body is like recharging and stuff, and it is. It's almost like it does a check, it's like goes through. Like, yeah. can you get a bonus deal? <laughs> your little legs are go, your legs are going. Like, you know, you sweat a bit. Like, you know, you might talk oh, in your sleep. Mate. You're just testing all your bodily functions. Yeah. Mate, mate, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> oh, this one's a funny one. This one's a funny one. Did you know that penises are actually twice as long as you think they are? Right. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was. Oh, mate. <laughs> Deep down. Yeah, literally, literally, literally. A lot of people might take solace in this fact. Penises are longer than they look. In fact, around half of the entire length of your penis is housed inside of your body. You might be thinking, well, it's no good to me in there. <laughs> But it needs to remain connected, obviously, to the rest of your anatomy. Mm. So it's probably best that it stays put. <laughs> so, yeah. So it actually goes on twice as long into your abdomen, I guess, right up mm. into your abdomen, and attaches, obviously, to all of the your um, your goliabagads. Mm. Yeah, that's a technical term for your... Um, nah, it just links up, obviously, to your balls and everything <laughs> like that. It all links up to, like, one big centre mm. where it yeah. all, you know... I've got a weird fact Go about kind of, like... Kind of like penises, but, but <laughs> kind of like penises, but kind of not. Side. Oh, yeah, kind I, of like penises, but vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like watching this thing, and um, this woman was talking about a vagina, yeah, and saying like <laughs> how women actually like get erections as well. Oh yeah, and like and like the the clitoris. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. And, and how that's attached and like you were saying then about like how it's anatomically it's like anatomically <laughs> anatomically <laughs> it's like all connected and everything if you actually follow like the clitoris like back <laughs> <laughs> and the, the way clitoris. it attaches it, it attaches it's like gets, can get aroused and gets a boner yeah a little a like, little yeah, that's that's why. Um, Crazy. Have you not ever, when we've been having one of our many jovial conversations, <laughs> have ever heard me? Um, I'm very sorry about the sisters. Um, refer to a clit boner. Ah, no, I've heard of them. No, so like I would like say jokingly if a lady looks very excited, you know, just in passing, I would say she's got a a clit boner. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's because I was aware of this fact. Oh, see, I yeah. wasn't, and that really impressed me. For some reason, I feel like if we say it in this voice, it doesn't sound quite so yeah. It's vulgar. not as uh, yeah, vulgar, vulgar yeah, yes. X-rated. Yes, yes, the clitori. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds Clitoral erection. It sounds like a little bit like Latin and also a little bit like an alien species. Yeah. Yes. It was in the Sagittarius... <laughs> <laughs> we discovered the life forms in Alpha Clitoris. 
<laughs> After uh, plundering deep into the depths, the dark depths for many years, we found mm. our fucking right. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Swimming the pools Sorry. of vulva. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry people, ladies. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> the shoe size myth. Let's lay this one to rest. Oh. A 2002 study published in the journal BJU International confirms that there is actually no correlation between shoe size and penis. Hmm. Penis length, I should say. <laughs> Just shoe size and penis. <laughs> Although an older study published in 1993 found that penile length was related to both height and foot length, it was a weak relationship and the authors concluded that height and foot size would not serve as practical estimators mm. of penis length. A 2006 study published in the International Journal of Impotence Research <laughs> looked at other correlations. The research concluded that penile dimensions are significantly correlated with age, height, and can sometimes be correlated with index finger length, but not foot size. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those fingers. <laughs> but I mean, that sort of makes sense, I guess. It's like if, at the end of the day, if you're like a, imagine just like a massive, a massive creature. Mm. It's more likely to have like a big willy than a tiny creature, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, that just sort of makes sense. Well, look at like the blue whale. Yeah. Blue whale's it? got the biggest one in the world. Apparently, it? it's like the size of a car, the size of like a big car. Yeah. Damn. Damn, I know. I know, that's a big old... And it's mm, and a whale... It's doubled the length in size as well. Yeah, and a blue, weight, uh, blue whale's um, heart weighs as much as an African elephant. Isn't that crazy? Mm. They're giant beasts, aren't Mental. they? Giant I thought it was beasts. crazy about, like, dogs. You know, like, uh, Great Danes and that, like, the massive mm. dogs. Like... Mm. That they actually live less because they they because they are so big. Yeah, um, that most their animals hearts do. Don't, like give out. I thought that was a bit crazy. Yeah, like, usually you know. in even like larger humans do mm. usually die before smaller humans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of it's to do with like it depends how much energy your body yeah. needs to produce to almost like run the engine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it always makes me think of like cars. Do you know what I mean, it's like if you get like a nice little 1.6 liter, hasn't got a turbo or like a V V6 or a V8 a or anything. Like, it's like yeah, mm. not not much can. Go wrong with it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? As long yeah, as you make sure you keep topping up the oil every now and again, mm. and like the water and that, mm. it's like it's probably going to keep going for like two, you know easily two, three hundred thousand miles. Mm. But you have like big cars, like massive engines with turbos and all these things. Like there's just far more that can go wrong with mm. it, and it's far more likely to have to be just packed up after a hundred k. You know, it's just dead after that. No, no matter how good the mechanic is, yeah, R.I.P. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's mm. right, you know. So I said, usually, like, yeah, like, but, and you think about it, it's like even like, um, like you know, like a lot of like big athletes and stuff, you know, even if they are like health, you know, they healthy and stuff. I mean, mm. they work out often and stuff like that. Then they're much more likely to pass away when, say, when they're like seventy, rather than like you know, like a lot of like smaller elderly yeah. gentlemen you see just randomly mm. be there and you're like, how old are you then? And they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> celebrating my ninety-second birthday today. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good on you, Tim. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Timmy! Oh Timmy boy, I guess yeah. I said just you know, if you're just like a slender five foot six gentleman, mm. you know best I mean? way to be. There's a lot of like life in you, isn't there? Mm. You know, whereas like, you're not like this giant man. It's just like you can almost like, imagine like a big inferno inside them, like a big furnace that constantly needs to like chuck coal mm. into, <laughs> like the Titanic or something. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas old Tim can just run off a piece of coal a day. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Nicky C would live a lot longer than me. Do you know what mm. I mean? I just can't imagine that his like life force needs as much like, energy. energy to just, you mm. know, send mm. that vehicle going. You know? <laughs> Scoured. Yeah, send that vehicle scoured. scoured you know, <laughs> just doesn't need as much energy to send that vehicle scoured. <laughs> yeah, morning wood. Oh, yes, we all know. That Did one. you know that most most men have three to five erections every night during sleep, mostly during their REM cycle? This has got a name. It's called nocturnal penile tumescence. And it's still not clear exactly why it happens. <laughs> One theory... Dude, what's that blowing my back again? Oh, it's just like erectile penile benurbinance. <laughs> it's my nocturnal penile tumescence. I don't know how do. Now, please stop interrupting me. One theory is that it might help prevent bedwetting, as erections inhibit urination, and obviously mm. nobody wants to wet the bed. A full bladder is known to stimulate nerves in a similar region to those involved in erections. However, because people with vaginas experience something similar, nocturnal clitoral tumescence, mm. bedwetting prevention is probably not the entire answer. Another potential explanation is that REM sleep is linked with switching off cells that produce noradrenaline in the locus coralius, which is in the brain stem. These cells inhibit the tone of your penis. So by reducing the inhibition, the penis then becomes swollen and then <laughs> erect. <laughs> Whatever the reason... Well, remember. <laughs> Whatever the reason between... Between. Whatever the reasons between the notorious nocturnal erections, they can be useful as a diagnostic tool. For example... Mm, let me get my diagnostic tool out a second. <laughs> i just see what's wrong with... Let's see what's with wrong the, with my with diagnostic this, tool. <laughs> <laughs> no, this will actually make sense. That actually does make a lot of sense. Mm. For example, if a man finds it nigh impossible to get an erection while asleep, but is monitored to get an erection while while erection while awake, did mm. I say awake or mm. asleep? Mm. If a man can can't get an erection while he's awake, but, but is shown when he's, when he's asleep, mm. it shows mm. that he's got a psychological issue, not a physical one. Mm. This is obviously very good in helping doctors treat people that suffer from erectile dysfunction. Mm. If it's a, a mental thing, then they need to see a psychiatrist. Mm. Psychiatrist. If it's a physical thing, they need Viagra. Oh man, you know? you're like my counsellor. I wish I knew about this <laughs> stuff a few years ago. Seriously, I, I feel way better about you know? things. <laughs> they say if they if they just for some reason cannot maintain an erection when they're awake, but they can when they're asleep. It's clearly 100 percent psychological. They've got some sort of issue. They mm. are like lacking confidence. They mm. do not feel mm. like they are uh, able to please their partner for whatever reason. Don't feel like they're a big enough man. Maybe I don't know. Mm. You know, mentally, not physically, obviously. Mm. But yeah, so it's a good, e nice diagnostic tool. Mm. Using many tools to diagnose your tool. <laughs> One final erection. So we've established that erections can occur, occur in the womb before birth mm. and during sleep. But what is perhaps even more surprising is what is known as the death erection. The Ooh. god boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's known as the god boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's also referred to as 
Angel Lust. Oh, there you go, mm. there. That's a nice name, isn't it? Angel Lust. <laughs> or the God Boner. <laughs> yeah. So, Death Erections, Angel Lust, God Boners, <laughs> and also known as Terminal Erection, which sounds like an <laughs> 80s, 80s action movie, doesn't it? Quite Steven cool. Seagal stars in Terminal Erection. <laughs> Oh, and it's quite common for men moments after death to experience massive <laughs> erections <laughs> after death yeah mm, so men will literally be like uh, and then get a massive erection uh. <laughs> people poo themselves after death as well don't they I assume uh. it's not correlated imagine that just like there's two things that guys like to do it's to relieve himself on the throne and you know, it's and relieve himself on the bone. I must have, I must have a guard boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, where were we? Going back to the scientific literature, most commonly, angel lust or terminal erections occurs in people who have died from hanging, but it can occur in anybody. The reason it happens a little bit more um, from from deaths by hanging is because um, the, the hanging puts pressure. Um, from the noose on the cerebellum in your mm. brain, which then causes you to have an erection. Mm. Um, however, it has also been re- reported following many other deaths, so it makes it a little bit more mysterious. They have even been shown after death by gunshot um, and even poisonings. A th- another theory is that the erection is caused by the brutal destruction of the cervical cord. But again, this wouldn't, you know, wouldn't make yeah. sense for everything. So we don't really know why men get massive erections when they die. We just know they that they die. Can't by the help it. I love the idea of like, yeah, you know, like angel lust or like God boner. The idea that like, you know, you're going up to heaven and there's just all these like Ooh, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've lived a good life, yeah, yeah. there's all yeah. these glorious, just you know, boobies. Yeah, boobies <laughs> just everywhere. You know, if you're a bloke. Did you know that your penis can break? There is no bone, of course. There is, of course, no bone in in the in the bone in the penis, (laughs) which is actually fairly unusual for mammals. There's a lot of mammals actually have penile bones. Did you know that? Did not know that. And there's a there's a museum in Iceland called a penis museum, and you can go and see lots of bones of 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 of, uh, yeah, willy bones essentially, willy bones. But yeah, so humans don't obviously have bones in their willies. Um, however, it is still possible to break the penis. <laughs> this most commonly occurs during extremely vigorous sex, although doctors have also documented it in people who have fallen out of bed with erections, sometimes <laughs> oh even while asleep. Imagine that. If you land on your penis while it is severely erect at a bad enough angle, <laughs> you can get what is called a penile fracture. <laughs> That penis is severely erect. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When you're like, you know, you couldn't possibly get more erect. Because let's face it, there's a spectrum. There's a spectrum. Yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a spectrum from like fully, you know, like ice bath right up to like swollen mama. You know? <laughs> swollen mama being a 10 out of 10, ice mm. bath being like a maybe even a 0 out of 10. Minus two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so the penile fracture, as it is known, is actually caused by the rupture of the fibrous covering of the corpora cavernosa, which is the, which is the name, the scientific name for the tissue that becomes erect when engorged with blood. <laughs> so yeah, it's such hard tissue, the corpora cavernosa, that you can rupture the fibres in them and it can cause your penis to break. If this happens uh. bad enough, you will never get an erection again. 
Oh no! <laughs> I know it's bad. Oh, isn't it? it will literally no. completely break your penis. Your oh. penis. <laughs> your penis. <laughs> the moment of fracture is accompanied usually by a cracking sound, oh. and then intense pain, swelling, and unsurprisingly, flaccidity. <laughs> <laughs> Have people died from that? No. You don't reckon? <laughs> My penis is broken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ironically, you get a massive boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right afterwards. False alarm. <laughs> False alarm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Back, back alive again. People do die from shock, from pain, don't they? Oh, you can die of shock. Uh, yeah. I imagine yeah, that would be so shock, extremely yeah. painful. But I don't. I think usually people die of shock. Um, not always, but it's usually from severe injury or fear. Mm. Don't get me wrong, like it is a severe injury, but and pretty terrifying. But it's not as bad as like say if you were like blown in half. Imagine no. like the, the mm. terror of like the, combined with the physical injury, and then you're looking down, you're like, <gasps> and you can just see your guts and your Ooh, legs. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. or like say mm. like you're being attacked by like a great oh. white shark in the water, and you're literally your last moment to like being eaten. Like you could die of shark. You just shock. Sorry, die, die of shark. shark. <laughs> you could die of shark. I mean shock. I mean both. You know, like um. What about that one as well? That um wasn't it? Wasn't it some uh, prince or something you were talking about? When he got his balls crushed to death. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He died of, he, I think he died. I think he died of shock yeah. from that. Yeah. But didn't he like? Didn't he just like continuously have them crushed over and over again until? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine balls that. I mean, just crushed. They're already like crushed, death. and then you're just getting them crushed again. There's nothing even there to crush, but they just keep on doing it. Oh no. I don't like it. I don't like it either. In a study that analysed 42 cases of penile fractures. The authors described the most dangerous position as woman on top. So be careful. Be careful. Ooh, Cowgirl. It could happen. Be careful, cowgirls. Be careful, um, be careful about your, your about the, the stallion you're riding, <laughs> ladies. Mm. So yeah, that's a bit of a nasty one, isn't it? Penile mm. fractures. Oh, and the idea that it's like a cracking sound <sighs> when it happens. And then, yeah. Imagine she got it from falling out mm. of bed. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't Got happen it. very often, and if it is treated Thank swiftly, usually if it's treated swiftly, you can re- you restore full function if it's mm. allowed to heal. But um, it says basically, if this ever happens to you, do get seek medical attention straight as away. soon as possible yeah. because otherwise you could basically have lose complete use of your mm. penis after this. Mm. So goodbye, sexy time. Goodbye, children. Mm. Most people with penises have very little control over exactly when they ejaculate. This is partly because it does not involve the brain. The signal to ejaculate comes from the spinal ejaculation generator. (laughs) (laughs) This region in the spinal cord coordinates its necessary functions. Of course, the brain does have some input into these matters. That is why thinking about something else is well-known way of delaying the event of ejaculation. For instance, when, you know, you're enjoying your sexy time and you want to drag it out a little bit longer as to not completely embarrass oneself. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the nuts and bolts of the operation is dealt with the spine. Spine? Yeah. Mm. It's called the, the French generator. tickler. It's mm. called the French tickler. So if you tickle the right spot of your spine, you're like, oh! <laughs> you know, it's, it's the French tickler. The angle of your dangle. This is the next one. A penile erection can point in virtually any direction. Straight forward, slightly down, slightly up, slightly to the left, slightly to the right, or variations of all of these degrees. Mm. The following data comes from a study that measured 1,484 different erections. In the figures, the penis pointed directly up, 
the measurement was described as zero degrees, so just straight ahead. If it was forward pointing, horizontal, the measurement was 90 degrees. So, out of all, yeah, so 1,484 erections were monitored. Um, between 4.9 participants had between zero and 30 degree erections. Between 29.6% of participants had between 30 to 60 degree um, erections. 30.9%, the most common, had 60 to 85 degree erections. 9.9% of participants had 85 to 95 degree erections. 19.8% of participants had 95 to 120 degree erections. Whew. And 5, 4.9% of participants had between 120 and 180 degrees. Pointing straight oh, down, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it could really be, you know, so whatever you've got <coughs> is, like, pretty normal. Mm. Doesn't so don't worry, say. you're still normal, whatever yeah. it's like. Mm. Yeah, whatever it's like, it's normal. <laughs> So if your if your chap is a bit skewed, don't worry. Mm. All right, mm. it doesn't it's have to just be straight ahead or anything like there that. There is no mm. normal. There is no. There isn't no, no normal. No, yeah, no. you know, some of them can be like a banana, just curving upwards. You know, some of them can be, <laughs> be like, like a, a twister. Yeah, some of mm. them can be like a twister. Some of them can just be like a good old Cumberland. You mm. know, a big old Cumberland. You know, it's just yeah. So there are those are our um, penal facts for this week. That was Pandora's box. <clears throat> Does penal. sex education? Yeah, mm. I don't know why, but I do find it. Um, them quite interesting. Mm. It's amazing, actually, the complexity of um, most things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just quite interesting. You can kind of so go deep with anything, can't you? Really, and it's just no like, pun intended. Hey. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, interesting, fascinating things, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Genitalias, mm. and we should all be thankful that they exist because without them, none of us mm. would be here. No. I also re- read something uh, once mm. about um, the actual. Uh, amount of things that need to happen in your body for and you, you know it's not just like blood rushing like the the hormones and the chemical mm. reactions that have to go through your body for that to actually happen mm. it's like it's a huge process mm. so like you think it's like just this simple thing but it's not it's actually a massive chemical process in the brain and the body and everything to actually mm. make it happen in the first place so it's like a little mini miracle that even can happen <laughs> mm. what miracle. get an erection or yeah get an erection yeah, right, yeah. right I wonder what specifically you're on about with the oh, Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, yeah, it's like a chain reaction of events that have to happen throughout the body. Thank God for the um, penile centre of the spinal cord and thank God for the cerebellum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you know what I was thinking as well? Because you know it said that like a, a lot, it's like really, really common after hangings for people to have boners. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why like, you know, people that are into like BDSM and stuff like to be like choked. I was going to say that earlier. What is, what is autoerotic asphyxiation? That's like, what, that's yeah, yeah, that's what like, you know, that. it's like, is that why people like die like, from it? You can, well, obviously if you're, if, if you're, you're fully, foolish. fully asphyxiate, then yeah, yeah but, People you know, do it, yeah. To, yeah. Almost like get near to the point where you're almost like strangled and then let and it go. And the idea that it like gives you like massive feelings of bliss mm. linked to your sexual organs. Yeah, yeah. there is this. Uh, I've, I've never been into it, but mm. like there's this like a uh, big relation between like plain pain and pleasure, isn't there? Like mm. where mm. people that do explore that say that it's like in- insanely like pleasurable and stuff, but mm. like. Yeah, I've, I've not, never. I been think with the me, there's so like much. there's like a there's, there's like Threshold. a line. Yeah, mm. like I think to to me, I sort of like draw the line at when you start getting like in instruments involved. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. I don't want to be like cattle prodded. Instruments of torture. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't want to be like cattle prodded or like whipped no. with like a leather whip or anything. No. But you know, but I don't mind like a little stabbed. Yeah, I don't want to be like stabbed or like <laughs> yeah. or like randomly stabbed strangled or anything like that. Like things put on your nipples like and twisted. Yeah, but I, like, I don't mind a bit of rough. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Bit of rough and tumble. Yeah, a bit of rough and tumble. <laughs> bit of claws. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't mind like a bit of that. You know, but um, yeah, when she's want to, you know, I'd find it like a little bit strange if suddenly, you know, you suddenly get out like a little box of like torture Weapons. devices. Like, what? What's going on here? You know, yeah, weird, isn't it? Bit no, out of my never comfort zone. My boat that much. Really. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm a nice, simple guy. I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need it. You know, mm. it's unnecessary. Mm. Anyway, we're gonna listen to a track now. This is um, the Ring of Gold. No pun intended. <laughs> by um, Bathory. <laughs> Stick around. We've got. Um, we're gonna wrap out the show after this track. We're gonna finish off the show for you today with some uh, horrible execution facts. <gasps> so let's kick it off. After trying to assassinate the king, a man called Robert Francois Damiens was sentenced to be executed in a savagely horrible way. He got told that his skin was first going to be ripped off with pliers, then molten lead and sulphur was going to be poured onto his ripped skin, and then what was left of his disfigured body was going to be dismembered by four horses, one horse each attached to one limb, in different directions, and then the horses were going to be basically whipped until they ripped their arms and legs off. So imagine that. Not only are you going to have your skin ripped off by pliers, but then afterwards you're going to have molten sulphur and lead poured over your body. And then... (laughs) then (laughs) That's what it'd sound like. Yeah, Yeah, it would sound a bit like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, when when Damien's was told that this was going to be the way he was going to die, he simply replied, well, this is going to be a tough day. Oh my God. That's good. Several, there are several texts that recount the event. Apparently, the execution was carried out with extremely brutal precision and horror. Oh, the, p- the person who did that or it came up with that it's got to be so messed up I was going to tell you like to be even so like yeah to come up with that and also to be the guy imagine being the guy yeah. that was like pulling the skin off with the pliers I'd be like I'm not doing this no. I don't want to do this I to bet somebody. they found someone that was like real into it and was yeah. sadistic it. Like, look, like, horrible even if the king was a really good bloke right I'd be like look yeah you shouldn't have tried to kill the king but let's just kill him then yeah. we don't need to do this mm. just like go up behind him just <laughs> break his neck or something you know mm. just you know, there was definitely some like strange guy who was like Let's get the horses to pull his arms yeah. off. Mm. You don't need to go to such weird lengths, do you? I thought you know? hung, drawn, and quartered was bad. Mm. That's mm. A, that always seems savage as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, man. There was a there was a Scottish murderer called William Burke who, after killing his victims, would sell the corpses for profit to medical researchers. Researchers, after he was hanged for his crimes, scientists dissected him wrote books with his blood and bound a book in his flesh to get their own back for his crimes. Whoa. Bit weird. Mm. Bit weird, isn't it? That reminds me of the the murderer who, like, put someone's food into kebab meat. They were, like, the owner of (gasps) a kebab store and, like, murdered loads of people and, like, made their meat into kebabs and then, like, sold it to people. I think that's happened in a couple, like, a couple of stories a bit similar to that. Yeah, what's the, what's the guy, um, uh, uh, Sweeney Todd? Oh, yeah. Um, The barber of a... Yeah, yeah, the, the, the what's it? The of Bar- Barber Street. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. The, no, the Barber of 
something street. I don't know. Yeah, they um they it was either him or, or, the, or they, they made pies basically yes. out, of, out of the yeah, Sweeney Todd. Um, yeah, yeah. That's oh crazy. nasty man, horrible. Um, Balthazar Gerard or Gerard assassinated William of Orange in 1584. For his crimes, he was executed in an extremely savage and gruesome manner. He was eventually beheaded, but before he was beheaded, he had his hands burnt off, his feet crushed, was disemboweled alive, quartered, and had his heart ripped out and thrown at his face before. Oh my but God. they made sure they did it with such accuracy that they threw his heart at his face just before he was beheaded so that he the last thing that he would see before he was beheaded while he was like writhing in agony with his hands and his feet and everything else just it was just the last thing he saw was just his heart just like smacking him in the face oh, that is like so damn son that is it's so a bad way to go so yeah. brutal isn't it that is so brutal man it's horrible oh god man that's just so awful so the chokey was bad in matilda yeah man <laughs> <laughs> this is um <laughs> this is pretty savage after a failed coup against the medici family who were the rulers of renaissance florence mm. in monday italy jay pazzi was hanged for the conspiracy his corpse was buried but then dug up and thrown in a ditch it was then dragged around and propped up on his front door his head was then used as a door knocker then thrown in a river and fished out by kids who then hanged it and flogged it and then threw it back in the river. Oh, That's just why? a bit just overly just macabre, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's just really man. weird. People oh. do some weird stuff, yeah. dude, don't they? I know the one that always used to freak me out loads was the one about rats. Have you ever heard this? Like, what, you'd be oh. like killed by rats? Well, they'd put like rats on your stomach and then like put a bowl over them. Mm. And because they like <laughs> just dig whenever it's dark, they just like dig into you. Mm. And really? Like, oh, yeah. Way. Yeah. I always remember thinking that that oh, one yeah. made me, no. like, feel real. Yeah, Ill. yeah. That into is a savage way, isn't it? They would literally mm-hmm. slowly rip their way into your flesh so that mm. they wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, as like somebody that has a daughter, God knows what was going through this guy's head because to me, this seems like everything against your like programming. Mm. There was a. There was a ruler called Ibrahim II of Ifraquia who ordered the execution of every one of his daughters upon birth because he didn't want to have daughters. When he learned that up to 16 of his daughters had escaped and grown into adulthood, he tracked them all down and then, under false pretenses, invited them to dinner, first greeted them kindly, but then beheaded all of them at the dinner table. Like, what, what's your problem, man? Why don't like like imagine behead you beheaded sixteen of your own daughters? They were just going about their lives, you know. Didn't like you know That's just crazy. just yeah. let nice them live stuff. their life in in peace, you know. So weird, man. So strange, so strange. Mm-hmm. This is almost like a bit of a com- weird comical one. Saint Lawrence was executed in a giant grill. Apparently, his dying words while being burnt in the grill was was screaming out. I'm well done. Turn me over. <laughs> <laughs> After oh. that, the Catholic Church made him the saint, the patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians. <laughs> That's so weird, isn't it? That is so weird. So weird. Yeah. So um. Many ways to go. <laughs> yeah. We'll say one more, and then we'll hit the road. The Americans botched the hanging of a Nazi field marshal called Wilhelm Kittel. 
The trap door that they used they tried to use to hang him was too small and he smashed his head going down and the force didn't break his neck so it took a full 24 minutes for him to suffocate. <sighs> they just watched as he slowly just struggled for that long. 24 minutes. Damn, man. Oh, Damn. I'll tell you tell you one more because this one just is actually just a really good one. There was a Persian mystic and monk called Mansur al-Halaj who just kept repeating over and over again I am the truth as his executioners slowly cut off his arms his legs his tongue and finally his head apparently even as his head was being cut off he was smiling and still trying to just repeat the words I am the truth oh my god that's that's nightmare fuel yeah that's horrible that's tense isn't it he Mm. believed in in himself yeah he did didn't he (laughs) he was like man I am the truth (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he wasn't. That's that reminds me. I can't remember what film it was, but Elijah Wood plays this like crazy like little dude in the film, and he's always like this, and he looks really weird. (laughs) And he gets his and he and he he gets his (laughs) and he gets his like uh, he he gets like in the film he gets his arms cut off and his legs. It's pretty much like that in his head. And then in the film it just shows his head, and he's still just got this like this look. No, that's creepy. Yeah, that is is proper creepy. Can't remember what film it is. Find it. Man, yeah, we'll have to find out what movie that is. Mm, anyway, terrifying. everybody, we've come to the end of another Pandora's box. Thanks oh, for chilling with us right. this week. We hope that you have, are having a good day and we hope that you have a good week. We'll mm. see you next time. Until then, take it easy, everybody. Take a cheesy beans.